Great afternoon, live from a dark place hidden from the world. It is going crazy. That's how I felt today. And I'm realizing that if I'm starting to feel that way, I need to take a break. So <laughs> I left. I just, you know, got up and left work. Well, that's the same thing Kyrie Irving did. Yeah, you're right. Except I, I I still have a job to do, just like he does. And I understand why he leaves work. I understand the pressures of the world. And we're going to talk about that, but I also understand it's with responsibility. So I'm realizing that I'm crazy, so I understand the Joker now. You know, growing up, the Joker's bad. The Grinch is bad. But then when you start looking at their backstories, it's not that they're bad. It's that they experience the circumstances that help develop who they are. In other words, the Grinch didn't want to be the Grinch. He was shunned. He was treated differently because he looked differently. What else he's going to do? Oh, you treat me like this? I'm going to steal Christmas. The backstory of the Joker, depending on how you look at it, he went through some terrible times, depending on which story. And now all of a sudden you're like, of course you stop caring or laughing. You you just think everything's a joke now because you don't. It doesn't make sense. I understand. Today I realized that I am about to turn into the Joker. And if I don't find a personal outlet that will help me and working out is not one <laughs> i work out working out gets you strong going to a range ain't another one i got guns so i mean let's let's keep it real i can shoot <laughs> it's like these are things that we do normally do but that's not it read a book oh i read books i read a book every morning you know just kiss your loved ones i kiss my loved one every day i go to work i do everything but sometimes there's crack in the armor and i'm realizing that more and more now Dealing with everything in life, internal and external, has really put us in a position to question our mental stability. This morning, and today was uh, my cheat day. I don't, I cheated today. I'm, I don't care. Get mad at me. I'm going to start working out twice a day and starving myself because I, I just, that's just what's going to happen. But today was my cheat day. And I went to Dunkin' Donuts. And I specifically said, not once, but twice, ice, extra charge, with almond milk, sugar, and one shot of French vanilla. Can you repeat that? Ice, extra charge, with almond milk, sugar, and one shot of French vanilla. That's not my normal drink. That's that's, that's, that's half of my normal drink, because I, I get two other things added to it, but... That's what I said. I go to the window. She hands me a hot drink. I said, well, I said ice. At that moment, anybody in customer service knows that you're told to say, okay, well, my apologies. I'll get your ice one. No problem, sir. It's common, whatever. She wants to argue with me by saying you said hot. No, I didn't. I said ice. Then she proceeds to ask someone else in the store. Well, didn't he say hot? Of course, that person's going to agree with you. Yeah, 
Well, did he say hi? Yeah, he said hi. No, I didn't. I said ice. I said ice twice. But more importantly, why are you combating with me? What What do you get out of this? But you being a black woman, you think that you could combat a black man. I'm going to keep it real. I don't care if y'all get mad or get upset. Black people combat black, black people more than you would combat a person that actually treats you bad of another race. These are facts. If I was white, you would have gave me a free drink. But because I was a black man, you felt like you could come at me for no apparent reason. I almost killed her. I almost did. I wiped her from the face of this earth because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, I'm not going to mess up my drink. I get this drink every time I come to Dunkin' Donuts. It's named after me. I don't even have to finish my order at the other Dunkin' Donuts. They have it completely done for me. Sometimes they give me the damn drink for free or with an extremely great discount because I know them. They know me. Why the hell would I make this mistake here? Drive off. So I get to to work and I'm not going to go into details, but there are some sorry people in this world. And I think that they all deserve to be just wiped out is what it is. I think everybody's out to kill me on my way to work. And and I've been noticing this and I guess it's post pandemic driving. But have you ever paid attention to how people are driving now? They're driving like they ain't never driven before. It's their last drive on earth and they are doing the most. And it's like, are y'all really this crazy? Like I'm sitting here and I'm wondering how many accidents do I avoid in a day just by being vigilant and, and looking like, cause these people are not only not looking, but they're taking risks that don't make sense. Have we gotten to that point because you were so locked up in the house that all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I gotta, no. What's really going on? It's, I almost like, almost every day I almost get into two accidents. That's not me lying. That's me stating a fact. And if a lot of y'all honest with yourselves, you probably could be like, yo, you're right. People are crazy. Get into work. And you know, the, the job I'm in, I always tell people, it's not the most strenuous job in the world, but now I understand the importance of my job. And a lot of times people don't understand the importance of their job because your job can make or break other people's lives. Not saying my job is on that high end scale, but my job is not any less. But dealing with people on a daily basis, talking to people, you you hear some things and, and you just sometimes that transfer of energy is so real from people getting mad and upset with you for no reason whatsoever, yelling, screaming, cursing you out to people who are just at their last and they don't know what's going on with their lives and stuff. You deal with both ends of the spectrum. And in between is that happy ground that you want to find somebody that's like, yes. But you deal with the other two more. And when you deal with that, you don't understand how that just seeps into your soul and, and into the way you move and operate. And sometimes you have to pull yourself back because you hear things and you be, I tell people all the time, y'all have no idea the type of stuff that people deal with on a daily basis. So you should always be careful and considerate when you're working with people. Because, you know, some people get into this mindset of if you don't talk to them, they get mad and upset. And I'm the type of person is I don't talk to a lot of people. I'm not going to run to talk to you because I'll be dealing with a lot of stuff. You know, I sat back and I thought about this yesterday. And I think this is what really got me toppling over plus other other stuff that I'm going to talk about. But 
within the last two years, I've seen multiple deaths that were close to me. Family and extended family. And a lot of times we don't really understand that because we, we, we're taught to keep moving, keep moving, keep pressing, keep going forward. But you're dealing with a lot. And, and when I sat back and I thought about it, I was like, man, starting in at the tail end of 2019, my grandmother passed. And last week, I buried my uncle, my mom's brother. And in that time span, about six other people passed away that I, that was either related to me or was an extended family. And it's like, whoa. It's just getting real. And we don't, because we're taught, you know what? Pick up the bag, duffel bags, lace up your boots, keep going. I'm not just saying that for a military term, but I'm saying that in life. That's what we taught. Lace up your boots, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Well, what happens when you don't deal with stuff? It becomes weight. So now you're carrying that weight of the past, present, and you're adding. On top of that, well, guess what happens when you put too much weight on any foundation that is strong? It starts to see cracks. That's where I feel like I'm at right now. But not just me. I know it's a lot of people out there like that. That's just internal. That's not even dealing with the external. My God, I know a lot of men are, are dealing with the fact of having one man telling him if he's an alpha male or if he's a high value male from a man, another man trying to validate your existence. You have to deal with that. It was bad enough you had to deal with women. Now you got to deal with the men talking about are you are you a high value man? Yeah, I said it like that because that's how it sounds to me. Are you an alpha male? That's how they sound to me. And it's not even trying to say that they they're homosexual or anything like that because I have no, I don't, honestly, I don't give a damn. It's just the fact that when you start worrying about what another man is, it makes me wonder what, what's, what's really going on. So you got men out here who are literally debating about being an alpha or beta male or a high value male. When do we do that? So you got people going through that. So I know a lot of men are like, oh my God, I'm confused. I'm used to it from the women, but now I'm getting it from the men. So you get one aspect from the women, you get one aspect from the men. And it's like, God, I can't even live my life. If I take my woman out, I'm a simp. If I don't take my woman out, I'm a mean person. Damn. <laughs> I got to deal with the fact that, am I black enough? And, and I know a lot of black men are dealing with that. Am I black enough? Well, if I get stopped by the cops, I'm black. But if I marry outside my race, oh my God, I'm not considered black. If I date outside my race, I'm not considered black. If I'm light-skinned, I'm not considered black. If, if I have good hair, I'm not considered black. If I talk proper, I'm not considered black. But yet, I still get treated like I'm black. I still get shot. I still get harassed. But on the flip side of that, I still get shot and harassed in my own neighborhood. I sat back and I thought about what Snoop Dogg's daughter said. And it made me go back to my childhood. We are so abusive to each other, black people. I always, and I always say this, but I'm really dealing with, I really believe this. Before a black person reaches the age of 18, they have suffered so much abuse from their own people. I 
I really want people to really understand what I just said. Before you turn 18, you have suffered some type of abuse from your old people, whether it was in the home or out the home. You was probably called ugly, too good, not you. And I really fat. Your daddy ain't there. Your mama a crack. Man. <laughs> Or you, you, you're in a situation where you had to fight just, just to go to school. Oh, if you show some intelligence, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you want to damn now. Oh, you, what? Oh my God. Ah. See, black people are crazy. We're crazy because we go through a gauntlet before we even step out the neighborhood and then we have to go through another gauntlet in life. Then we look at TV, you all you see a black man dying from either the hand of a black man or the either the hands of a white man. Now you you got the district attorney in North Carolina talking about, yeah, it don't matter if he, the car was parked, he was driving away. If, if he took the keys and threw them on the ground, I, his, his death was was worth it. We're dying in, in the custody of police. And nobody thinks that there's a problem there. But on the flip side of it. <laughs> we're dying in the hands of other black men based off of women baby mothers sending their baby sending their boyfriends after the baby father R- rappers killing each other shooting each other <laughs> i'm I was going to do something called am I my brother's keeper and I'm sitting here thinking to myself not only am I my brother's keeper but I am the gatekeeper because however I move in this world is how I'm how somebody else is going to be perceived could you imagine the weight of that on you other races don't have to they don't and I don't care what they say they could come to me Asian white Hispanic if you you could all come and be like, I understand you, and we all go through that. No, you don't. You don't understand how it feels to be almost the only African American in a situation, and they want you to mess up. They want you to be that person they seen on TV. They put you in positions to act out of character to justify their own stereotypes of you. They question your intelligence all the time. They question your ability to lead. They question your ability to do anything. I'm not making this up. And I don't care if you believe me. I'm not here for that. This ain't, oh, I need you to believe me showcase. This is, hey, an experience that has been felt not only through my life, but through the lives of others. I've been in situations where... I'm dealing with uneducated white people. And I said it. I don't care. They can all get mad at me. They can't beat me, especially when it comes to having a paper behind your name. They have no intelligence, barely graduate from high school. And yet they get positions above people who not only graduate from high school, but have the work experience slash the education behind them. And you put them in high positions and you dare that black person to say something because, you know, You use the term, well, you know, you just apply next time, you know, next time, next time. Well, you know what? Maybe next time is now because maybe next time means that I don't need you. We have to deal with that. (laughs) 
I really don't think people understand what a person goes through every day. And I'm speaking from the experience of me and I'm speaking from the experience of being black and a black male. But it goes it trickles down to being a woman, being a white man or anything like that. You never know what people are going through. But I'm always going to speak from my experiences because that's the only thing I know. And when I sit back and I really dissect and, uh, and, and look at things in my life, we're one step away from killing people. I'm telling you the God honest truth. It, it, you never know what may put you over the edge. We all say we have self-control. You never know. And I think that, <laughs> number one, my, my coworkers say, you know, you need to take mental health days. So that don't, just don't show up to work. Don't do nothing. I believe in mental health days because you deal with, we deal with so much. And when I thought about that at first, I laughed and I, I realized, yeah, you do need mental health days. I call them Kyrie Irving days. <laughs> uh, I, I love Kyrie. <laughs> I, I actually have a pair of his shoes, by the way, and um, I love him. He went to Duke, of uh, course. I think he's a phenomenal basketball player. But I got a big, I got a big light of that. But uh, I call him Kyrie Irving days, and, and <laughs> I'll be wanting to text. <laughs> be like, yo, I'm about to take a Kyrie Irving day. You know what I'm saying? But I, it's, you do because you're dealing with so much, and now you have what and. Let's just look at the world. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of stuff around the world. And I know everybody's concentrated on the Palestine and the Gaza Strip and everything. But do you realize there's been multiple bombings and wars going on in other countries? You know, I have to give a shout out to Alba and Preach. And they said the real estate, there are things going on in Africa right now. I don't see nobody breaking their necks for it. Because now you, you, you're stuck in a time where you can only speak about what affects me. Not what affects you, because what affects you don't affect me. That's why Black Lives Matter went down. That's why people refuse Black Lives Matter, because it didn't affect them. So who cares? Who cares about Black Lives? And I always told people this. <laughs> there, are, <laughs> there are laws in place that if a person sees an animal in a car with the windows up, they have the right to break in the car get the animal and you get charged but I can get shot in the middle of the street and the cops could go free without no explanation always remember that and that's how I view America animals have more rights they will literally throw paint on a person who wears fur y'all don't may not remember those days but that used to be common back in the 80s and early 90s they would throw paint Literally on people who wore fur. People they didn't even know. <laughs> but yet they'll be the first ones to say, well, you know, that person had a right to shoot him. Why did they have a right to shoot him? Well, their hands were on the, the steering wheel. That's why they that that's the reason there was no weapon. So why they discharge theirs? Well, maybe he should comply with them. Well, what is he supposed to do? They got their weapons drawn on him. He has his hands up. He's already in on the ground. He's already handcuffed. Why is he being choked? We're already in police custody. Why are we dying? Why am I sitting in my living room in my boxes eating a bowl of cereal, ice cream? It don't matter. Lucky charm. Who cares? And you bust into my house and you shoot me. Why do you get to go back to the courts and say, and I quote, I want to get it thrown out because it was an accident. Why? Because the brother and the family want to sit up there 
and say, we forgive you. We know it was an accident. We know you didn't mean no harm. Those words matter. Yes, she's fighting for her freedom. And she's probably going to get it granted or get a reduced sentence. Guess who else is doing it? The cop that got convicted with George Floyd. He's actually filed an appeal. See, what they were waiting for was the verdict. Because after the verdict, you could file the appeal. Because the appeal doesn't have to necessarily turn over the verdict. But it can point out certain things. And that's when they dropped the, the quote-unquote evidence to prove that, hey, you know what? He he didn't do it. So it goes from maybe a life sentence to three months in jail or three years. We're still living in a world where the killer of Trayvon Martin is still walking the streets. But yet, we can kill each other over baby mamas, over colors, over a block. We could get mad at each other over who's an alpha male, who's a beta male. We could get mad at each other over who's a high value male, who's not. But people who kill us that don't look like us walks the streets every day. People who have the the power to keep you from getting certain positions walk the streets every day. That's why I think I'm going crazy because I'm realizing that we're self-destructive. We have gotten into a position where we're actually more <laughs> destructive than anything. Think about what I'm saying. We're more destructive than anything. How can we sit up here and say we want rights and stuff when <laughs> truth is we don't know what we want? And that makes us, that makes me crazy because you're dealing with all of this. And it's like, man, do I ever get peace? Is there ever peace in my life? Or am I always at war? If it's not from just day to day with work, day to day with just living my life, day to day with trying to go out there and volunteering and hearing the things that you hear while you're volunteering, or just trying to be be a parent to your children and dealing, and Lord knows what they're dealing with. You got they're already being judged and stuff, and it, and you got to deal with that. And I know a lot of people be like, well, you shouldn't take things if you can't handle it. Let's be real. You, we can handle anything, but it's not about handling the stuff. See, we, and I have to give a shout out to Mac because Mac said this. He said, why keep saying these cliches? Nothing changes. Oh, can't complain. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Can't complain. You can complain. Maybe you should complain. And that's the point. We we go with these cliches so much that we are putting band-aids over damn near lacerations, over broken legs. We're putting band-aids over stuff that needs healing. You could have been about to cry and then someone walks in and be like, hey, how you doing? I can't complain. No, you can't. You don't have to necessarily tell it to them. But you need to get it out. But we're so quick to run to cliches. Oh, yeah, a man don't say nothing because a man is strong. It's not that a man is strong and he don't say nothing. It's the fact that he understands within his strength he's still vulnerable. 
And we got to understand that. That's why I said I'm understanding the Joker more now because life is a joke. We sit up here, we create boundaries and then get mad at those boundaries because they keep us boxed in. We get mad because the truth of the matter is we set ourselves up for failure. We we create everything and then get mad when it's used against us. And I'm not just saying that as a black man. I'm saying that in general. Just think about all these things. Think about now. They tell you, do you really want to work with a woman? Think about that now. That's actually being discussed in the workplace when we should all be equal. Now, so we got to figure out if I speak to this woman, will she come back 10 years later and say I sexually harassed her? If I say you look beautiful today, is that sexual harassment? But if I don't say nothing, are you going to get mad? Or if I say something to one female and I don't say nothing to you, are you going to think that I want this female? And then you're going to get mad and be like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, y'all must be doing something. When all I, we may have a different relationship. This is what's happening in the workplace. <laughs> and that's what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And it's crazy because every time you think you get over a hurdle, you got another one. You got another one. You got another one. And today, I think it just all came to a head. Like, I'm realizing that we are in a time where you they want you to be yourself as long as it works for them. And when I say them, I'm just saying other people in general. Be yourself. But being yourself can't offend me. Being yourself can't contradict who I am. Well, usually when you're yourself, it's going to be different than someone else. That's that's why being yourself is so important because it's going to be different than being someone else. If I'm myself, I'm not going to be like you, but you will be like, what the way you are offends me, but I'm being myself. How am I offending you? How me sitting here is offending you? How me buying this offends you? Think about what I just said. And this is where I'm going to end it. This is how I know I'm crazy in the world. People post memes about other people buying stuff and saying that if you would have bought stocks, you would have had this much money. And I'm saying, think to myself, like, why are you worried about what a person does with their money? How does that affect you? Think about what I just said. We are at an age, and I'm one one person that I always say, you know what? Your finances is your finances. I've been on record and said, hey, we need to do better with our finances. I've been on record saying that, hey, instead of buying this, we need to buy that. And I, I'm on record with that, and I will stand by that. I think we, we need to do more investing in our own as, as far as black people. I always stand on that, and I, and I always say, you know, we shouldn't always go out there because we make people money. And that, that, and I want people to understand that we make people money. We we drive the economy, and you can break it down and say more than black black women drive the economy more. This and third, whatever we drive the economy. We do you really think white people really are about that sneaker life? These the same people that will wear dirty shoes everywhere. I said it. Get mad at me. It's your history. We the ones that kept the shoes fresh. Michael Jordan was the first one to do retros. We drive the market. 
and all I'm saying is if we're driving the market on this that third day, we should have a bigger piece of the pie. Marijuana. You think these white people making billions off of marijuana and we got the charges. So when it comes to me, when I say, you know what, we need to do more with our money. We need to do things with our money other than be consumers. I always say that because we drive into force. And I always believe that if we did certain things with our money, it'll change the economy. <laughs> Everything would change, and I do believe that. So I'm not going to sit up here and be like, yo, I'm not, well, I do think we need to do different things with our money. But that being said, never tell people what, how to spend their money. Do you know I could go down uh, my timeline and see multiple posts like, oh, if you bought a Tesla back in 2012, you was wrong because you should have bought Tesla stocks. Well, what if I can't do both? What if I did do both? Then you, but more importantly, why are you worried about how I spend my money? If I go to work every day, if I want to blow my money on drugs, which I do not, you know, I, I do not advocate for, but if you want to spend your money, it's your money. You, you, you earned it. I didn't. But they tell you what to do with your money. Oh, if you don't have your own business, you a slave. You, you a slave. You got that slave mentality. Nah, nigga, shut up. Why I gotta fight this battle? Why I got to fight the battle of me going to work? What's wrong with me going to work? What's wrong with me going to work and having a 401k? What's wrong with me going to work and having stocks and other mutual funds and stuff like that set aside? But I want to go to work because I, I, I enjoy going to work. Nah, you, you a slave, you a slave. Well, if that's the case, you a slave too. Because if I don't go into your business and buy your bullshit ass product, you don't eat, nigga. All these entrepreneurs out here thinking that they entrepreneurs, but nigga, you work for me. Cause if I pull my money back, where you getting your money? Shut up with that. Don't shame me cause my nine to five money is what's keeping your business afloat. So don't disrespect me. But these are battles that we fight on a daily basis. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. <laughs> Snapping is almost the key. Because if whew, I pray for y'all, I pray with y'all. And um, I'm not going to sit up here and say I send out healing and stuff like that. That's not me. I leave that up to the breakfast club. But I will say this. I, I think that everybody should take time out and de- disconnect from things. Because it's getting to a point that if you don't. You will end up like me. And I didn't even scratch the surface. That's just. (laughs) That was just today. Be blessed.